as we are reading in our book club that is not associated with the Maripod, but could be cast, um, that is very important to the foundations of racism and the caste system in the United States because it was all about like, oh, well, with the science, we can show that actually white people are better. Um, so that is foundational to this shit. What up, world? Hey-o. Welcome to the 151st episode of Ameripod. Wow, we broke 150. We did we it. We made it. We did it. We got to another palindrome. Always satisfying. And Great. as you 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 might have heard on the last podcast, maybe this one is actually 150. Who's to tell? Maybe. I think we're more. I think we're more. Could be at we, 155, 156. We don't <laughs> know. It's very confusing. Oh my Numbers gosh. don't matter. They're not real. What is yeah? What is a numbering system, anyways? And that's a little. That's a little hint for did tonight. We all just fall onto the conspiracy theory bracket. I think we did. Uh oh. Numbers uh-oh. aren't real. Birds aren't real. It's crazy <laughs> time out there. Yo, birds are not. Ooh, not on this list. Should be on this list. Birds are definitely Yo, we not should real. Do a bracket of conspiracies. Ooh, I, well. Okay, okay. Yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Sorry, Listeners sorry, don't even know sorry. what we're doing. All right, first, we are gonna we're coming here tonight with a fun uh, bra- another bracket for you here uh, between scientists on one side and conspiracy theorists on the other, which was thought of and brought to us by one of our guests tonight, Jordan Scruggs. Hello, how are you? Hello, everyone. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's all we get. That's all we get. How are you? How are you? Are you asking me specifically? Yeah. Or everyone? Oh, well, we're having to mute and then unmute ourselves because we are in North Carolina visiting my family and we came to a bar to do this. So we would have good service and also so our child would not be attacking us. And there's bluegrass band in the background. So if you don't hear our, you know, laughter, our meaning myself and, 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 and my partner, Kevin is here. For the yeah. first time yeah Kevin. Say up, welcome kevin welcome kevin. it's really exciting i'm so happy you guys john knows him but i'm really glad you guys finally get to meet him because he is my favorite <laughs> and i'm pumped for this bracket let's go <laughs> baby let's go let's do it. so if you don't hear our laughter please be assured that we are laughing it's just that the music in the background is so loud that we don't want we don't want blake or rita or whatever it is you guys called them in the last podcast <laughs> <laughs> to, to be upset <laughs> So what you're telling me is you're not Nelson who just doesn't think that any of our jokes are just not funny. You're actually me. Okay. No, I kind of actually love every time you guys give a lucky different name. <laughs> it's one yeah, of my favorite been, things that you do. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Been it's going on for years. So I don't think we're going to stop anytime soon. Wow, it really yeah. has been going on for years. That makes me feel old. Yeah. Yeah, like five years. Yeah. <laughs> on that note yeah. unfortunately i am your guardrails at least for a little bit until i hand over some of the power to jordan um, can we tell Falake, i miss you it's not the same without you it's not the same i hope you we listen to this you. and hear this you cut out for a moment but i like that we didn't give him the love nobody else nobody else misses him nobody else misses yeah, him. i missed i missed what you were saying yeah, so to totally me it just sounded like but seriously no miss yeah of course you missed did, did God censor me? God censored you. Like, no love. Yeah. In, in uh, honor of Balake, I will be Tyler Mezcal tonight. So that'll... There we go. That's a good one. Yeah, Jordan likes it. Here we go. And I am in Oakland, uh, California. 
And we got a few other folks with us here tonight. John Kelly Wait, in what's your Denver. Hyliach Mezcal. No, we well, just gave us his fake name. I just gave you my oh, good. Fake, yeah, yeah. My real name is Tyler Grillo, but you don't need to know that for tonight. Um, <laughs> and that voice who's questioning who I am, like an asshole, is John Kelly in the Denver area. How you doing? Good. Good. Sitting down here sweating, but not as much sweat as when I was out in the deserts of Utah for the last week. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Pretty sweet want- canoe trip on the Colorado for our listeners who are thinking about a vacation. It's a long one, but it's a fun one. Hell yeah. There's still water in the Midwest. I thought you guys were like like okay. a like a petrified desert at this point. First of all, this is not the Midwest. Pump your brakes. Oh, yeah. sorry, sorry. Where are you? As, as an okay, we are the, we're, we're the Rocky Mountain Section. region. Okay. No. And he said oh. he was in Utah, which is further from the midwest because geography it's not on so, the west coast no, no this is right, this okay. is a th- this is the thing that bothers me when people are like the west coast extends past the rocky mountains and it's like it doesn't it's half the continent everybody settled down it doesn't go past the sierras i would i would suggest yeah i, suggest I agree the sierras with you. are the demarcating line so would you consider like can you be the far west yeah we can yeah that's fine. Okay. Basically, everything east of the Mississippi is a rainforest right now, and everything west of the Mississippi is like a petrified desert. We'll be on fire in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. been pretty brutal. Yeah, I'm going up to Portland uh, this weekend. Uh, first plane ride since COVID, so uh, everyone pray for me. Uh, it's supposed to be between 80 and 118 degrees this weekend. What the <laughs> shut the fuck up? Are you kidding me? 30 Somewhere degree in difference there. in Portland? <laughs> we don't know. Wow. We don't know. That's yeah. insane. 105 they're saying is probably what's going to be, which is like I feel like this is like really appropriate though for this for this uh scientist versus non-scientist thing that we're doing or, or really conspiracy is. theorists. Because I was like filling this out and I was like I don't know if it's just because everything is basically on fire right now, but like when I filled out my bracket, it felt very, very much like um, Armageddon was on its way. And yeah. we were all just because of climate change. Yeah, it's very climatey, which it's good. Yeah. Anyway, so John, John hasn't gone yet, Tyler. Yeah. Ty- Ty- Tyler, know. Rita, I'm, Tiger, I'm Tiger, what are you? Tyler <laughs> Mezcal. Uh, John Anderson, also in the Denver area. How are you? I'm good. Can I offer you guys a hot take unrelated to anything we we're talking about today? I guess. No. <laughs> so Certainly. Uh, the, the past like 10 days, two weeks, something like that, I've been going to Lowe's a lot because I've been doing like garden stuff, creating boxes and whatever, uh, planting boxes and things. And so it's it's like the first time I've been to Lowe's or it's the first time I've been able to do that since being a homeowner. And so it's been like kind of a new experience for me. And I'm walking around and I'm like, okay, there are like 14 aisles of flowers and there are two aisles of vegetables. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this maybe feels emblematic of like the decline of our society. And then I was like, oh no, is this emblematic of the decline of our society? <laughs> and so this felt uh, podcast worthy. And I just wanted to share that with you guys that it feels like you could trace uh, quote unquote the decline of our society with the proportion of flowers to vegetables at like hardware stores. I'm sorry. Are we not allowed to have beauty? Yeah, no, John. we are. But like there's, there's a, a, no, uh, an extreme. No, we're not going to agree about this because I'm, a, I'm an obsessive as opposed to function. 
And so like, why would you not have a gigantic set of vegetables and then like some flowers, especially because you need flowers to support the pollinization, right? But the, the emphasis should be significantly more on things that like as opposed to things that are okay pretty, so i have maybe, three things right? to say about this okay the first full disclosure i've been going to lowe's since john was a toddler and buying plants so i'm intimately familiar with the plant game at lowe's i basically live there and i have a friend named eve who gives me discount plants her name is literally eve so you guys like the garden of eve secondly secondly um would you prefer that i chop down all the trees in my backyard to grow vegetables trees which by the way are home to a there a variety of plants and animals and lots Wait, of like why, why do we have to uh, how do, how do this, trees get yeah, in here this, this oh, no, no, no 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 <laughs> no 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 it is not we... straw manny it is not straw manny because if i cut down all the trees in my backyard the habitat for pollinators would be severely no, diminished why, and I can't, and I can't, and I can't sh- stop. Just let okay, me finish. Right, right, I cannot, right. I cannot grow vegetables in my backyard because the amount of shade, okay. I do have some vegetables, but I can okay. grow a lot more plants like, like, uh, well, vegetables, plants. I can grow a lot more flowers than I can vegetables because the amount of trees and shade I have in my backyard well, and I live in the middle of the like city. A reasonable so I, exception. To- okay. Okay. But, but, but thirdly, why are we obsessed with function over beauty? I think the two things go hand in hand. I don't think that and we my, are. My backyard, I think it's my totally backyard the is an oasis in the midst of a desert. Not as bad as your desert, but <laughs> Yeah, I would actually I would actually argue that flowers just like sports are a function of a very well-off society. Because you can use your land to do that kind of thing. Sure. That flowers in like your backyard what, instead of forcing yeah, you to grow vegetables in your backyard. Right. But you peak. And then, like, I think we're at the peak, or maybe the peak was really the invasion of Iraq in 2003. And now, like, we're a declining society. And so you see, basically, we're the capital from Hunger Games. And you can tell that by going to Lowe's and seeing because all of, of the my flowers rose bushes? versus vegetables. <laughs> because of my rose bushes. Okay, like, no, this, isn't, like, this isn't a personal attack on you, though. It's, it's feeling really personal. It's it, feeling, it is I'm, not a personal attack on you. You have a reasonable exception. All right, all right, all right, all right. The, as the guardrails, I'm not. I, I, I need to step in here <laughs> as the guardrails of this conversation and say that we have something else to talk about here. We can table this. And all I will say is that flowers are one of my favorite things in the world. They are essential. We need them. And also that if vegetables, food deserts, the control of people not being able to grow their own food is a huge tactic that the ruling society uses over us and things like Monsanto when they are trying when they trademark seeds and things like that. That is also a problem and has led to big problems. And also, if we do not have flowers, what the fuck is the point? Moving on. That's right. Hold on. Um, Number four. Last one. Number four. Number four. (laughs) It is it is significantly more easy. It is significantly easier to grow vegetables in terms of starting things from seeds because of the way that their seasons work than it is to grow flowers. So I can drop seeds into like a little pot, put them under lights, and they'll grow really quickly if they're vegetables. Whereas if they're flowers, it takes two to three years. Just saying. That's all. I'm done. If they're bulbs. Anyways. Um (laughs) <laughs> anyways let's move on to the reason we are gathered here today and i'm supposed to be handing over the reins to jordan now which makes me feel a little nervous coming out of overcoming but i'm going I much to better behave when i'm in charge <laughs> yeah okay great 
Can you explain to us and give us about what we are doing this evening and kick us off? Yes, I absolutely can. So after after listening to um, the bracket that the guys did previously, um, which I think was supposed to be sort of oriented around like influential people in American history, um, which I really liked, by the way, that's part of the reason why this I was like, wow, I feel like I learned things about American history um, that I didn't know before without feeling mansplained to by or white dudes, which was a new experience for me. So thank you all for that experience. Um, yeah. And so I was like, oh gosh, it would be fun to do this again. And as a recovering evangelical, um, I really like thinking <laughs> about conspiracy theories and cults. And so I was like, wouldn't it be interesting to do a different bracket that was like, um, I said, for, sort of like the heroes versus villains of US history to think about like scientists versus like, anti-scientists or conspiracy theories more broadly. So we could have done, it's not necessarily a sharp division between scientists versus non-scientists. I mean, one side of the bracket is definitely like hard scientists. And then the other side is more like people who operate. Openly question science. Who openly question science or who have a derisive view of science. Um, And that can be, you know, somebody who's, um, you know, uh, antagonistic towards climate change or it can be someone who is like an uh an apologist for young earth creationism so their view isn't necessarily one of like i'm a scientist as much as like i'm a faithful person right um so that's so that's the that's the origin and i and i suggested it to the guys and they were excited about it and so that is why we're here and i'm very thrilled to be doing this with you all this evening we're gonna get to the bottom of it once and for all tonight what's more important in america science or pseudoscience. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so I I I want to say that I think that um, you know based on the way that you guys did the last bracket, I'm wondering if I think we should have sort of clearly defined parameters about what it is that we're judging people on. Is are we judging on like the power of their ideas? Are we judging on like the longevity of their influence? Are we judging them based on the amount of impact that they have? on a certain number of people, like what are the parameters? I think, I think the argument is more robust if we decide together what those are. Like, I don't, have I, would, to I don't know. Game master. You tell us that's a good, yeah. What are your thoughts, Jordan? I was hoping my thought was that we would discuss it together and then decide. <laughs> I had so, so, so what about, um, our perception of their impact, both in all past, present and future? So you're doing okay. So like a round assessment of past, present, future impact. Yeah, I think Correct. we can weigh all of those things, right? Okay, all right. That sounds good. I think that's that's how we ended up deciding probably half. Yeah, that's probably how we decided half of them last year. Was okay, all right. Overall impact. All right. Future. So let's just let's just do that. So so should we start? Do we want to start with scientists or conspiracy theorists? Top left, baby. Yeah. Top left. Okay. All right. So our first seed, contrary to what John would like. Um, we have Thomas Edison, not Ben Franklin, and our uh, against our eighth seed, um, which is Anthony Fauci, just like a very like contemporary scientist who's sort of a public figure versus sort of like this iconic American scientist. So, John, would you like to offer your thoughts first? I'm starting. I'll go clockwise. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Thomas Edison. Uh, I would say soft one seed. Uh, agreed, agreed. <laughs> soft, real soft. Uh, 
<laughs> has the most patents of any man in the U.S. Is that true? I, uh, something like it that. Is true. I would say. I would say uh, started the season off very strong, but has been coasting on that for a whole whole while, and <laughs> came into the playoffs just struggling. So we're not we're not sure how it's going to go. Is this uh, all about how upset you are that Ben Franklin is not? No, in the see, I don't. Ben Franklin doesn't need to be first, but he should have been in the bracket so that we could have better content. And he's like, anyway, it doesn't matter. So we can so, have better content. This is still all about John's <laughs> upset about the upset. No. So Thomas Edison uh, invented the photograph, the motion picture camera, early versions of the light bulb, although there's a whole thing about that. Uh, we'll get uh, to that. Alkaline storage batteries, central power stations. So obviously, like, really important and influential. Um, I would say Fauci being on the list is... Uh, a little, a little bit of recency biased. I, I bet maybe in ten years he wouldn't be on the list. Although it is too sure. early to tell. Oh, totally, absolutely. Uh, especially, you know, um, we'll see coming out of the pandemic, and if we do actually end up fully coming out of the pandemic and such, because it's too early to tell. Also, his uh, <laughs> research on AIDS really big. So, I mean, you know. Nice, nice person to have eighth there. We're glad he got into the dance, but also like probably going to get pretty crushed in the first round. So <laughs> that, are you saying you're voting for Edison? Is that what you're saying? I, I, I vote for Edison. Yeah, because integrity of, of the voting yeah. system. But uh, he's going to he's going to get I think he's going to get he's going to get beat up in the next round pretty hard, I think. Okay, great. So um, I guess I'm next after John. Um, I would I would tend to agree with John. I mean, definitely the recency bias is there. Um, but I also like to think about like, and Thomas Edison does have this in terms of like, you know, the fact that he's present in history books, but just um, I'm always interested in, um, and part of the reason I chose Fauci was that I think that, um, and, and the same with, uh, with Neil deGrasse Tyson, is that I think that there's something really uh, important and compelling about scientists who sort of cross the like research scholar academia public figure divide where you have an individual who um, speaks to the broader public like the non-scientific people um, or lay people I guess is a better term um, and so that's part of the reason why I recency bias and then also just because he's been such a prominent figure in recent history communicating with the general public um, but in terms of like past, present, and future, like if we're using past, present, present, and future influence, um, I, I think that Thomas Edison is definitely going to have to take the. Um, Devin, I guess you're next. Yeah, I think it, if it's if it's if it's impact, it's got to be Edison, right? Because I mean, Fauci has done yeah, no doubt. It, you know, an important. He's played an important historical role standing up for the concept of science <laughs> in the, you know point. especially given his yeah. role in the in the Trump administration um so so that's huge but it, but I'm not sure that that I mean Trump loses right uh, manages to finally leave office eventually <laughs> um <laughs> and so like The impact of of Fauci's work is important, but it's not like world historical importance, right? And it's and like you said, it's like significant because of because he was the foil 
to Trump, even within Trump's yeah. own administration, for like how seriously you would take science. And if if somebody else had been president, right, not Trump, his his role would have still been important, but like significantly diminished. That's a really good point. Diminished, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. May yeah. not have heard so, as much too. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Tyler. I mean, Tyler Mescal, right? That. Yes, it's pronounced Tyler. Tyler Mescal. Is it French? Okay, perfect. It's the French pronunciation. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm like, how much do I beat up on Edison now? I could wait a little bit. Uh, <laughs> no, wait, dude, wait, don't wait, about wait. No, you should wait. You threw, no, you no, threw no, the no, wrench wait. in oh, last wait. time no, for the dude, upset wait. in the first round. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna vote for, I'm gonna vote for Edison. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna vote yeah, for Edison, but I'm gonna, up, I'm gonna wait. But I'm going to wait on yeah, that. Um, yeah, and you know what? Yeah. I do love Anthony Fauci. He did play a historical role. As you are saying, he was the voice of reason and science inside of the Trump administration, which must have been so hard. Also, he just seems like a sweetie. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, they leak, they like leak some emails and he's so nice. His emails are like, yeah, I'm having to, but, you know, I'm doing okay. Like, he like, you know, people like just randomly ask, how are you? He would like answer. Like, I love that shit. Um <laughs> So anyways, but yes, I don't think in terms of the historical impacts, we could, ch- I, I would pick uh, Fauci over Edison. So I do vote for Edison in this round. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you too. I'm going to have to cast the vote for oh, Edison sweet. as well. Clean sweep for Edison. I will say, um, you know, if we were rating this just on the meme factor that someone could create, Fauci would definitely win. The eye rolls and the just and the like meme factor. hand hand against forehead, staring no at the ceiling during press conferences was so good. Just also, so good. I, f- I feel like Edison memes are very niche. <laughs> there's, there's not too many people who are going to be are like, oh, yeah, I totally them? recognize that and get that joke. Not too yeah. many. No, people are going to be like, who's that old white guy? Among all of the old white guys I'm supposed to remember. It's true. It's true. But, but you know, 50 years from now, maybe Anthony Fauci will be in the same category. So who knows? Maybe. Okay. So round Fair. one, unanimous. Thomas Edison uh, takes it from Anthony Fauci. Round two, Rachel Carson and Neil deGrasse Tyson. John, you're up. Okay. Rachel uh, Third seed versus sixth seed. Just saying. Seed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, can, can I pass it? Can we? Can we like switch it up a little bit? <laughs> Kelly, sure. why don't you start? You yeah, Kelly, go. I pass you the ball. Uh, okay, great. Caught. Um, <laughs> I really liked this matchup. I thought it was very interesting when I when I saw the bracket that she created, Jordan. Um, and with different matchups, I might push both of them forward into another round. Um, I mean, Rachel, Rachel Carlson is without a doubt, one of the most important scientists when it came to the development of kind of modern environmental thought, uh, her book, silent spring really kickstarted a movement in this country that has not stopped in the 1960s. Uh, very important idea about anti nuclear power and really, kicked off the environmental movement. Very important. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson has been a breath of fresh air, I think, in the scientific community and the the scientific debate in this country. Uh, I love when he gets on and, like, rails against nerds that don't understand science, like, for, like, science fiction shows and stuff. It's fantastic to me. Um, And the fact that he has brought kind of a hands-on, approachable um, 
face, I think, to science for a lot of people, um, especially in New York City, where he's helped a lot of urban youth be able to connect with science uh, and probably youth around the country as well with the Nova series that he was a part of on Fox. Um, super important, but I got to give it to Rachel Carlson. The fact that she really kind of inadvertently spearheaded the advance of environmentalism in this country is too important to overlook. So she gets my vote. Can, can I, can I proffer a, a hot take on Neil deGrasse Tyson? I, yeah. I totally accept the, like we need a popularizer category or representation in the bracket, but I don't think he's the, the second or third best one of them. I think Here Bill, comes Bill Nye. Bill Nye. Bill Nye. Yeah. Number one. Bill. 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 I actually also, said, like, well, should we do Bill Nye the science guy? Yeah, so I think number one the, in, the, in the like the popularizer category, if we're going to go like by influence, number one is Carl Sagan, right? Yeah, Who Sagan, originally yeah. did um, the PBS special and like major popularizer in the what yeah. 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, big, big deal. And then I think Bill Nye is a more important popularizer than Neil deGrasse Tyson as well. And so Stephen Hawking to Hawkins. Also Stephen. So he's fourth. So get him out of here. He was, he was eliminated. Stephen Hawking's British. He doesn't belong on the list. These are American conspiracies here. Back down to three. Anyways, we, we, we found, we found, uh, performance enhancing drugs in (laughs) Neil deGrasse Tyson's, (laughs) in his test and we got it we got to boot him we got to boot him so i vote carson all the way baby (laughs) time spring big deal if we're talking about like advancing forward the impact i think uh might be at least in this point it's we can say it's immeasurable uh so uh she gets she gets my vote for sure Mm -hmm. cool uh tyler yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going with Rachel Carson. Neil deGrasse Tyson is fun. I like, I like uh, his stuff, but I agree there are other people we could have put in there as well. Um, and uh, also, he's great on TikTok. He has a great TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Carson I bet he's real TikTok. good on TikTok. Yeah, his TikTok is. Yeah, I, I saw him the one that he did around if we're in a simulation or not, mm. and uh, uh, and actually the comments were really good because some of the comments kind of like overturned his theory. And then people were like, maybe, you know, that we're in a simulation, but you don't want to freak everybody out. You know. um, but I'm going to go with, uh, see, that's Rachel a great Carson. conspiracy theory. If we ever have a yeah. just straight conspiracy theory bracket of just discussing yeah. theories themselves, not the people who perpetuate them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The simulation is a good one. <laughs> that's i'm knocking that off. i would i would vote that down because i'm not sure that is a conspiracy <laughs> yeah <theory>. it's probably <laughs> <real>. <laughs> of course um but i'm gonna vote for rachel rachel carson same reasons everyone said huge um impact of uh, the anti-nuclear movement and the environmental movement also in fact never married had a really long close time friend who is also female you know not saying that women have to marry to be to not be straight but i'm just or to be straight i'm just saying I'm just saying that that was a thing that happened. An observation, then. right? An observation yeah. that I'm throwing yeah. out there. And, and yeah, maybe totally. like we would make a similar one about Eleanor Roosevelt. Right. Yeah. You right. guys exactly. did make a similar one about Eleanor. Yep. 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 Happy Pride yep. Month to yep. all our listeners. Happy yes, Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. So, yes. Rach Carson, definitely. I mean, and this is still, I mean, this is one of, this will be the issue that, that is one of like the five that, that all come together in the trifecta of will humans survive the next few hundred years? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
turns out the environment is one of them. So. Yeah. Weird. All right, Kevin, your turn. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm also gonna go with uh, Rachel Carson on this one, and 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 I, the reason is that it, being a, she she's kind of a popularizer also, but right. she's a popularizer with a view to the sort of social ramifications of what she's popularizing. Which right. is not to say that Neil deGrasse Tyson has regressive views or something, right? He's not, you know, he's not doing any any harm <laughs> in society, I don't think. But um, his his approach is, is uh, someone mentioned earlier, fun, right? He's fun. He's cool. There's nothing wrong yeah. with Neil deGrasse Tyson, but he's not using science in this sort of uh, straightforwardly like I'm going to uh, take what I know and turn it into a movement. And, and which is not to say that he has not done good things also, right? Um, you know, Kelly mentioned his, his like work with youth and, uh, and that's all, that's good stuff. Um, but Rachel Carson is, is an icon for a reason as a, a beginner of a movement, um, and a movement that was founded in, in science. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think Kelly said this, that, you know, depending on who these individuals were matched up against, if the bracket had been set up differently, you know, you could argue for either one. You know, I always just like, um, anytime a woman shows up or anytime someone who's African-American shows up or, you know, Latinx shows up, um, or someone from a, a marginalized background shows up, somebody who's truly influential. I just think it's like worth mentioning right? That like all of the other people that we brought up were white men. And that's not to say that white men have never contributed anything. Obviously they have. And part of the reason that there are so many white men who are prominent is because they've been given positions of power for a long time. Doesn't mean that they're bad or wrong or evil or, you know, not deserving of accolades. But I think that the, it is important to remember, you know, whoever it is that's selected, it's like, if you've achieved that level of prominence, right? Like not only, not only are you truly excellent at what you do, but you've overcome a tremendous amount of bias and you are a beacon of light for a large group of people um, who are often cast in, um, in a way that says that, you know, you, like, like Neil, the fact that Neil deGrasse Tyson can be African-American and on TV and talk about science is huge. It's huge. And, and I think that needs to be acknowledged. Same, you know, same, same for Rachel Carlson that she, that Rachel Carson had um, the platform that she did as a woman, um, and not you know in 2020, but in you know in the in the, in the mid 20th century is incredible. So um, I'm still going to go with with Rachel Carson for all the reasons that everyone else just outlined. If we're thinking about longevity of impact, um, the environmental, environmental protection agency, just like helping human beings rethink systematically our relationship to the environment. And um, how we're how we should feel ourselves charged to care for it, um, not only because um, it's our responsibility as sentient creatures, but also because we're a part of the environment that we live in. Right? Um, I think is really incredible. But I just you know I just wanted to lift that up as something that I think is always worth considering when we when we think about um, the impact that someone has had. So there's a social impact or element there as well um, that's important to consider. So I'm going to go with Rachel. I think that's um, we're, uh, we're on the same again. piece there. It's unanimous Two again. clean sweeps. Two <laughs> clean yeah. sweeps. Right. Yeah. All right. So the next two, um, fifth seed is Nikola oh, Tesla. Boy. 
That's right. And I know. I know. Tyler's super pumped, <laughs> Tyler's pumped. about Tesla <laughs> and um, and Grace Hopper. I think so, this is Tyler, the. Do you wanna- the I think this is one. the hardest one. I, yeah. me too. I was four, I was like, four, four no! versus five. It should be tough. It's it's this one is tough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think, I think Tyler should go first because he's like such a Tesla apologist. <laughs> yeah, apologist. Yeah, there's nothing you to are. apologize for. I'm standing over here. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nikola Tesla, um, who should be a household name, was... Uh, Wait, is he the uh, car battery guy? Yeah, he's the fucking car battery <laughs> okay, guy. Okay, all right. No. Uh, uh, yes, who Elon Musk took the name of his company for, um, which, like, cool, I guess. But um, that Nikola be, Tesla... Wait, that should be the reaction to Elon Musk always. Yeah. Cool, I, guess I guess. He's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Nikola Tesla, um, white person, but also Serbian. And like at that point, I'm not sure if Serbs counted as white. I don't know the full, but you know, there's some shit about that. Anyways, immigrant um, also should be noted. And um, Nikola Tesla was an inventor as well, invented the AC uh conducting of electricity get this dc versus, shit out of here versus the dc shit which was which edison stupid which yeah. i'm gonna talk about it <laughs> later um but one of the things that was important about tesla was that he was all about free energy right and he was about how this is something that actually he was inventing things that could transmit energy between radio towers so it was like you didn't have to run electric lines, but that you could actually just beam electricity into people's houses. And then it was free energy and that ways that it would build off of itself. So you didn't need power plants and shit like that. But obviously, capitalism was not so down with his ideas. But some of the ways that he made things like the way that he built light bulbs and things like that, some of them like have lasted for like 100 years. Right. And so it wasn't great for capitalism. So he kind of got pressed down. Also, another thing about him that is very, very interesting is that he said he had visions of his blueprints. He would basically go in these trance-like states, and then he would just see how shit was supposed to be built, and then he would just do it. And so he was kind of going into these, like, mystical states in order uh, in in which he came out. So I find that interesting about Hmm. him. So Nikola Tesla. Um, And then Grace Hopper, and this is why it's so hard. Because Grace Hopper, mathematician, and I don't know as much about Grace Hopper. I really Computer scientist. But it's a computer like scientist, rear admiral. Yeah, admiral who, and I'm because I'm not scientist, so I'm fucking no. But did something that was very integral to the baseline that then the internet was possible. If someone else can yeah, explain so, that, Kevin, jump in on this when when I fuck <laughs> it up. But um, so she was was paramount in in inventing one of the first high level computer languages. So like. The very most basic computer language are zeros and ones, and that's actually the only thing computers can understand. Then there's something called assembly languages, which are a little bit more understandable than ones and zeros, but it's still basically computer bullshit. Then there's high level languages that are more like use some vocabulary and syntax and are a little bit more understandable by humans. The other thing that's important about that is that you can transfer them up between different machines. So prior to Grace Hopper, you used to have to have a, you had a, comp- a computer and then you wrote a computer language for that computer that controlled that computer. But it wasn't like you could just have a computer that runs, you know, Mac iOS and then iOS just runs on all these different kinds of computers built by 
bunch of different kinds of people, right? And so it is it is one of the most important advances in computer science ever. And 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 enabled computers in a uh, very real and important and um uh distributable functional practical way. Yeah, you killed it. Oof. Yeah. So damn John. The other thing that that's important there though is that Grace Hopper was important in developing the, uh, what's called a linker. This is a little bit esoteric, but it's hugely do important it. for do like it. all do of it. the software that we have working, right? Like we would not have the kind of software we have today if it weren't for yes, high level programming languages and also things like linkers and compilers. She also worked on compilers. Yep. So compilers are important because when you have a high level uh, programming language, which is more like human language than like the ones and zeros that computers actually understand, um, you have to turn it in, you have to translate it into the ones and zeros. So a compiler is software that does that. It does the translation from uh, high level programming language down to machine code. And um, in order to develop really complicated software, like much of the software that we use, you've got to develop, you've got to have a lot of pieces um, that are all going to have to get put together at the end. So you, you compile all these pieces, but then you've got to put them together. And, and that's how you get a single executable file, which is you know, a piece of software that can run. So um, the linker is a piece of software that go, comes after the compiler. So you compile your code, and then you link it. And, and after you link it, then you've got a, an executable file that you can run. So basically, think, it's important, I guess. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, <laughs> all right. This is the foundation it, of, so of basically, like, like, without so her, much we of what don't. we just live with every day. Yeah, you you don't have like a, a vast digital software ecosystem without her. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think I know where John and Kevin fall on this one and where Tyler falls. <laughs> yeah, on this yeah. One. I I mean I'm 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 voting for Hopper for sure. Yeah. Who are you voting for, Kevin? I'm also voting for Hopper. Let's go, baby. But I have to say, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by what Tyler has to say about about <laughs> Tesla's sort of like anti capitalist inventions. <laughs> So I want uh, after the you can do this after the pod, but I really want a uh, like a good book about this. My nerd, Kelly, where do you fall on this? Yeah, this it's is a, a tough, tough one. one. This it's is a the, really tough one. It's the toughest um, one. I mean, if it, because we laid the ground rules about impact past, present, future, I, I, I think I have to go with Hopper. Um, I love Tesla's ideas and, you know, because of extenuating circumstances, we all don't live with the free energy that he could have been creating. We wouldn't have giant energy companies and we would not have to have, likely would not have to have giant coal producing plants. We wouldn't have to have giant nuclear plants. So I love the ideas. They just never got put into the scale enough to have it be super effective. And I'm also sorry to vote it because I know Tyler wanted an Edison Tesla round so he could just completely rail against Edison with it. But um, I think I have to go with Hopper, but that's a very, that's a very tough choice. 
That's a very yeah. nice, nice matchup, Jordan. That's a very good matchup. Thanks. Kevin helped me with it. Um, I think, uh, I think I have to go with Hopper too, but you know, it's, it is interesting. Like Kelly pointed out, like would the work that, that, um, uh, Rachel Carlson did be as significant if someone like Nikola Tesla had had more resources or, or, or if, he, if, he, if, if what he had come up with had been actionable with some of the other scientists that are in this bracket that have gone on to the next round, um, would their work have been as impactful or as important if we didn't have to rely on yes. things like coal um, for, for energy? So food for thought. Very interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm going to um, I'm going to go with Grace Hopper as well. Upending my own bracket. Sweet. I've been convinced. All right. What well, we got in the last one? Who's the last one on this side? What's the last matchup? Catherine Johnson and James Hansen. And I think, Kevin, you haven't gone first yet, have you? Do you want to go first? Nope. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Save for the conspiracy uh, side. Kelly, have you gone first yet? Uh, I talked first about Carson and Tyson. Oh, that's but. right. And so, Let's okay, go back to so John, it, because all I know is that NASA's space, both um, of them, I can't. So again, this this was a good one, and um, I was surprised by some of the seeding in it, because um, I think I'm probably going to pick the upset in this one um, and, and go with Katherine Johnson. Um, and I'll start out why, because her mathematical prowess and her work in NASA made it possible for us to get to the moon. We're going to the moon, baby. And that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, James Hansen has done a lot in terms of studying the impacts of climate change and being a really vocal proponent of why it's important, why it's happening. I uh, he testified in front of Congress. He's part of the UN, I think, climate change community. He's done work around the planet, all of which is super important, but, uh, I like Space Club on this one, and I'm going <laughs> Catherine Johnson. Always vote Space Club. <laughs> John wants his own planet someday, so gotta gotta vote Catherine Johnson. Uh, I I too vote the upset because math and science and space and NASA. Catherine Johnson is is our ticket to the party party planet. Is that exactly. what I'm hearing? Yes, <laughs> and certainly an inspiration. That yeah, it's important to continue to use math to make sure we can get to the place we want to go. She was also not not only was she was a female mathematician, she was an African American female mathematician at working for NASA, which is huge. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, but at the same time, like, all right, I've, I I I I did go with James Hansen on on this one mostly because like if we don't have a planet. Well, I mean, I guess you could argue if we don't have a planet to live on, maybe we need to colonize the moon and we wouldn't be able to colonize the moon without, without Catherine Johnson. But in thinking about, like, does it matter if we can get to the moon if we don't exist anymore? Maybe the only way to exist is to get to the moon. Is to get to the moon, right? I, I, can, yeah. I, can, I can see both sides of that. Um, yeah. I feel like at least half of the hard science fiction books I've ever read have started with the Earth's no longer okay. livable, so we forced ourselves to get off this planet. So if we, if, we, if, we take, if we take the... I would amend my vote on this if we were to posit that though Katherine Johnson's work is not presently as significant for the survival of our species as James Hansen, 
in the future, it may enable us to continue living um, because we're able to land somewhere else besides the moon. Right. Like then, then, then I would be willing, I would be willing to amend my vote based on that fact. So I, I, um, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll go with Catherine Johnson then. I think I can do that. I can do that. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. What do you think, Tyler? What do I think? Well, I didn't know much about either of these books, admittedly, before I looked them up earlier, uh, to try to find out some things and figure what I would do. Um, but because it's already been basically chosen, I'm going to go with Kevin Johnson, um, because I'm a follower and also <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> no, know and, thyself, Tyler, know thyself. Yeah. yeah you. And also because maybe, maybe something about going to the moon sparks some curiosity with the aliens who are, you know, becoming more and more galactic um, federation. Present. Here we go. Yeah, so, you know, maybe, we say, we, well, it doesn't have that much impact, but I don't know. Maybe they were like, hey, they got to the moon. Maybe we should send some more um, reptilians to them. So I'm getting us prepped for the conspiracy pod. Is that where Mike Pence came from? Yes. Interesting. It's, it's, way, too hab- it's way too habitable to be the place that he came from. <laughs> <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> Kevin, what's your vote? Oh man, this is a hard one. Um, I think you're all right about all the reasons for voting for Katherine Johnson, but I'm going to cast the obdurate protest vote for James Hansen. Respect. Because I, I think, I think uh, it may be the case. It, it, you know, I, I, I think it may be. It may very well be the case that we're going to have to bail uh, from this planet <laughs> if this it's is- possible to do that someday. If it's possible for more than just Jeff Bezos to do that, um, and and so Catherine Johnson's work is going to have been, it's going to turn out to have been integral in that possibility, even. Um, but that's also that that also needs a lot more work than has currently been done to make other places habitable, right? Um, we can get off of this planet, but we can't easily get onto some other planet. Um, and and stay there in, in, in a yeah, long run. We, we can land, but that's it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah, very good yeah. point. Um, it's very good point. And and even if we could, um, we we don't want to just start over the same shit we did here. True. So um, <laughs> the the principles of what uh, what James Hansen has has spent so much of his life uh, trying to convince us <laughs> is important. Um, will remain equally important if we colonize some other planet. Yeah, I actually based on that I am go back. <laughs> I am. Well, it was my original thing. It was it was a tough it was a very tough one for me. Yeah, as an environmentalist it's very hard to speak out against someone who's done so much important work in the field, especially one that I tried to base a career around. So, it's tough, but I just went space club for the hell of it, but So it sounds like it sounds like uh Katherine Johnson is going to advance to the next round, right? Yep. Yeah. And now we okay. move over to 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 the less fun or more fun Oops. side of the bracket, depending on how you're Oh it yeah, depending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like last time, sometimes the villains were fun, more fun to discuss. All right. Yeah. Se- first seed. First seed. Francis Galton against sucks. Eight seed. Jedediah Morse sucks less. <laughs> yeah, that's my general feeling. <laughs> Jedediah Morris. 
Not with not Jebediah. I want everyone to know it's two D double D Jebediah. Because when I read the bracket, I thought it said Jedediah Moke, and I was like, "Who the hell's Jedediah yeah, Moke?" I, I, and I, I kept zoom looking in it up. I was like, "Is sure. there?" I was like, "Is there an R?" Oh, that's an R. Got it. I mean, I'm definitely it's a, it's naming my Morse, kid like Jedediah because this <laughs> is Morse code. Yes, I'm definitely naming my kid Jedediah because then we can call him Jedi. So just let it go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I could start because Jedediah Morse was my, I wanted whoever, I don't know. Indeed, but, indeed. Yes. Although, I don't know who put uh, Francis Galton. I guess that was you, uh, uh, Jordan, which was a great call. But both, both like, si- well, like, scientists in their, in their way. So we're, we're starting off here good with, like, the anti-science conspiracy theory combo here. Um, first seed, uh, other folks can say more about uh, Francis Galton, um, is a proponent of Social was a, let's see, Victorian era statistician, sociologist, psychologist, anthropologist, explorer, inventor, meteorologist, proto-geneticist, which is the important one, which comes around because he was a proponent of social Darwinism, eugenics, and scientific racism. Love eugenics. Yeah, the big get e, baby. enough of it. Eugenics. Fucking loved that shit. And so yeah. we are we are we are we are not into him. No. And as we are reading in our book club that is not associated with the Maripod, but could be cast, um, that is very important to the foundations of racism and the caste system in the United States because it was all about like, oh, well, with the science, we can show that actually white people are better. Um, so that is foundational to this shit. Um, Jedediah Morris um, was like a ge- uh, geog- geographer. Ge- geographer. Um, ge- is the word I'm looking for? Geographer. He was also a congregational minister. I just want to point yeah. out. Yeah, which is interesting. <laughs> I did not um, But uh, was one of the first big proponents of the Illuminati conspiracy theory. Um, and I was looking for someone, I was like, I want some other old school person in here, like conspiracy theorist, because there's a lot of new school conspiracies we'll get into, but I was like, let's look at some foundational ones. Um, fascinating. I guess it comes from like, there was like a Bavarian party or something. And like, this was like popularized enough at the, in the early US that George Washington had to make a statement about it. Um, so it like it's you know, the dignity of that position. Like, I can't believe I have to talk about this. Well, it's, it's glad uh, I'm glad to know that like shit hasn't changed all that much. Yeah, just say, right. we've been doing this shit from the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The one guy standing in the back and's like, "Well, go ahead and prove to me that the Masons aren't truly in charge, George." Yeah, he's like, "They're not." Yeah, he, yeah, they're not. And that was the thing. It was Illuminati Masons, and that was like a thing, which still is a fucking thing. Just watch the Discovery um, Channel or the History Channel. Yeah. And there'll yeah. Be, there'll be um, but I'm gonna be ra- voting for Francis Galton. In this one because although the Illuminati conspiracy theories, I mean, people hating on uh, Jay Z and Beyonce and for throwing the diamonds um, is fucked up. Um, but Francis is that a Galton, thing? yes, this is a this is a, this is an Illuminati. So Kanye West, everybody who throws their diamonds up, that they are all Illuminati. Um, but Francis Galton, if the eugenics, I mean, the lasting impact of them with structural racism and the caste system in the United States is just so much more impactful and in a fucked up way that I am going to This might not be 100% historically accurate, but basically, you don't get Nazis without eugenics. So fuck that guy. Right. No. Yeah. And, it, you know, I actually, I was actually reading this and it said that, like, uh, um, Nazi Germany uh, looked to some um, laws that they had um, implemented in California under the guidance of Francis Galton um, to as as promote yeah. as, as to promote environmental racism and also um, eugenics. And so well, this is just 
Yeah, oh, so you, like he literally, eugenics he literally is, inspired. Eugenics was much more an American thing than it was in Europe for a long time. Francis Galton literally helped inspire Hitler's terror in Nazi Germany. So yeah, he definitely, definitely, yeah, definitely gets my vote. For sure. Oh, yeah. And, and, and to quote, like I, somebody, one of you guys said this in the last, um, uh, in the last bracket you guys did. And I'm trying to remember, it was Robert E. Lee versus, um, somebody who is like a really nasty, overtly racist person. And I'm trying to remember who it was. Rutherford B. Um, Hayes. Yes, it was Rutherford B. Hayes. And, um, right. Cause Tyler was all about that. Yeah. Look at him. Look at him. I can see yeah, him right I now. Hate, I, hate him. I hate him so much. I hate him so much. But, but, but basically like, I feel like Francis Galton is like, like you, you don't, you don't literally you don't have Nazi Germany without a Francis Galton in the same way that you don't have a Rutherford B. Hayes, uh, Rutherford B. Hayes without a Robert E. Lee who helps provide like dignity and rationale to what you're doing. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm going to vote for Galton too. And and what you say is really important, Jordan. It's, it's really all honestly a really important check on all of our understandings of how people use and think about current understandings of science to support their own agendas. I mean, what happened, what you have with him is he's kind of the pinnacle, but there's a lot of other people in European society that came out of uh, the enlightenment and 100, 200 years later had basically reverted back to medieval tactics in terms of their thought process. And it was no longer the enlightenment. So it's what happens. It's evil. Ugh. What about you, Kevin? I have little to add other than screw fascists. So it's got to be golden. Hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> okay, great. So it's unanimous. Francis Galton takes it. Um, <laughs> Second, second grouping is James Inno of of the of of, of snowball melting fame. Yeah, so <laughs> I would I would say that James Inhofe is um sometimes you have longevity and sometimes you have peak performance, and I would say that Inhofe <laughs> has has the strongest peak performance on this bracket in which he brought a snowball onto the floor of the Senate and said, "Hey, look, I disproved." global warming to which everybody said oh we are in so much trouble in this country <laughs> and so he makes the list basically just on that moment and then somebody else should talk about lee strubble who has more knowledge of him but but you know james inhoff really really strong performance there tyler wasn't your dad like an evangelical pastor for a while no, um, he was actually a UCC pastor, which is basically as far left as you can get before I'm Unitarianism. With the UCC, our people—that's uh, what's up. Let's it's go. Very, very different than evangelical pastor. Very <laughs> different. But in his early days, his his brother um, it, and wife got into evangelicalism, and his brother's like fourteen years older than him. So, like in his early days of getting into Christianity, he like veered in that direction a little bit. Um, but, uh, no, but, but he's an evangelical. I don't know what's at least stroll other than he was like an atheist and was like studying Christianity and then like became Christian. Right. What do you, what do you know about him? I know way too much about Lee Strobel. Let's go. Um, so, and so does Kevin, Kevin and I are rereading Do you guys, are you guys familiar? Uh, you know, actually we're not going to go on that rabbit hole. Cause we don't have, we don't have enough time. I know that it, Another day, we're starting our own podcast and you guys should listen to it. Cause it's going to be very silly. <laughs> Let's go. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, but so Lee Strobel is basically like, so yeah, he was an atheist and then he like got sucked into like this evangelical community of like young earth creationists 
and he was a lawyer and so he he basically like systematizes a defense of young earth creationism and evangelical christianity that takes the bible very literally and like wrote these like very lengthy treatises or books basically for evangelical christians defending all kinds of absurd theories and ideologies related to young earth creationism and like the uh and and dispensationalism and the second coming and all of this stuff and um i mean you you read him growing up right oh yeah 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 like i i read those books when i was growing up so is he the guy who like calculates an exact date for the yes okay yes uh, and like yeah. and like and like provides all of the reasons why like you know he offers he offers rebuttals that like if you yeah. if you don't know how to dig for information and particularly in like the pre-internet age or the early internet age when we were growing up and like the internet was just coming out like a google search now and you can find out lots of information that you couldn't before um that would sort of like debunk or disprove some of the things that he was saying. But like, if he's the text that you have, right. And you don't have access to something like the internet, like the amount of damage that that kind of information can do is lasting. Honestly, I think that like part of the reason I hung around in Christian communities for so long and that, you know, not to like dunk on Christians. Like I, I consider myself sort of a secular Christian at this point. Um, but like, it's really, really toxic. It's just super, super toxic. And he's one of the people that sort of helped perpetuate that. And, and, you know, in weird ways, like probably had some influence on people like James, uh, James Inhofe because he, because of the, the theories and, um, not just about like climate change, um, but also about like women's bodies and, um, you know, what people are sort of like, Predestined to do thing. His 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 influence is far reaching, and he's just like a really. Do you want to well, add anything they, to that? He believes in predestiny as well. He believes in a lot of stuff. Look him up. All right, all right. Well, I'm voting for that guy then. I, I I think I too am going to be voting for Lee Strobel. Sometimes longevity matters, and it looks like dude might be around for a while, especially if he's like offering proofs of shit that you shouldn't be offering proofs about. Uh, that's something this, this like filters into the post fact world, right? And we uh, we hate that shit. And so yeah, it's trouble getting yeah. my vote. Yeah. Upset. I, yeah, both of these. Upset. Yeah, both of these do that. Um, but I think I'm gonna give it to Strobel also. Um just because I think in in the whole bracket we have, he's the one that really represents that type of radical evangelicalism that we see in the United States that I'm kind of scared of. So what about you two? I think I have to go for James Inhofe because, yeah, because it's and it's all and it's all about power. Yeah, I mean Lee Strobel also has power, um, but it, in a different in a different way. Uh, but Fair. I, I Good think point. I yep. think like Lee Strobel, he did something that really he he, de- he does something really uh, really obnoxious in the in the like evangelical world. Which is where he takes the idea, the, the like framework and methodology of science, and and kind of pretends to use it. Um, he, he, <laughs> yeah, he pretends to be kind of a scientist, um, and he, he you know he he does this kind of like offering 
like like research and he interviews the experts but but of course the experts are ideological experts right. basically yeah. um but he but he i wouldn't actually classify him as post fact right he's just terrible at getting the actual facts <laughs> yeah. fair so, amazing <laughs> amazing that's very that's, that's a really great. good way of describing it yeah. I, I, that's a good I one think, yeah i think his his like the role he plays is is like really terrible in american life but he's not um but i i think i i think james inhoff plays a, an even more terrible role <laughs> <laughs> Well, he has, lamentably he, ha- he has the ability i would totally agree with kevin in this sense that like i he ha- he has the power i mean i look you know like yeah he has his snowball moment right but i was like also looking at just like other like he's been on like committees where yeah. they talk about like the environment he's on the, you know, he's the head of the environmental committee yeah, yeah. Right, right like he's it's Consistently not like it's not like he's just like congress yeah he's he's, he he's not like just like uh, some random guy who brought a snowball to congress like he's somebody who's enacting legislation that impacts our environment, which is just mind-numbing to me. Um, so he definitely takes the cake for me. Um, I mean, I think Lee Strobel does a lot of enabling in terms of that kind of behavior, right? Like, and this is a, this is a conversation for completely you know, about mind-body dualism and obsession with the afterlife and like what that means for our environment and, and how we treat each other and, and Christianity in the United States. But um, I definitely. Uh, Lee Strobel's pretty awful, but like I, yeah. I definitely still. You've convinced yeah. me. I'm going back to Inhoff. Oh, okay. go back right. to Inhoff. Interesting. So that's, so that's the that's the that's. What the, about Tyler? What did Tyler say? Well, I'm. I was gonna go. I'm going with Strobel. I'm gonna hold with Strobel uh, because um, I think that the evangelical movement is what the Republican Party harnessed from people like Lee Strobel. And again, I don't know about him, per- his, him particularly, but what you've been talking about, his influence in a certain, ge- in the particular generation that then the Republicans use to get in power and people like Mike Inhofe to actually be able to institute these policies. So I'm still going to hold a Strobel. Fair point. Yeah, okay. neither are in a vacuum. They're yeah. in very similar communities, yeah. very similar circles. That was a good matchup. That went into double overtime. Damn. Boom. Oof, oof. All right. Okay, all right. So it looks like now the matchup does, we've all does, been waiting does for. Strobel take it or does Imhoff Stro- take it? No, Inhoff takes it. Inhoff takes it, okay. But now ne- now Alex is the Jones. moment. This is my favorite one. Alex Jones and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh really bad. Just, just, <laughs> just the, the fucking worst <laughs> all the way around. The great, great matchup. Oh, it's, a, it's really, it's really, yeah. clear, it's really clear winner in my mind. But uh, I don't, just I don't know. People. So I have uh, for Alex Jones, like he's such a fucking clown with the like lizard people shit, right? But then he's also fucking evil with what he did to the families in Newtown. That's Sandy Hook. That yeah. is yeah. Sandy Hook and Newtown. Fucking terrible. It is un fucking conscionable what he did to those families and anybody having him on their platform looking at you fucking joe rogan should be ashamed of yourself giving him a platform is fucking evil and complicit in evil he's also really dangerous because he's one of the people who led the january 6th insurrection so he's really bad however i think marge might have more impact going forward like she is a congresswoman that is dangerous. She has real power. She seems to be like 
the 2.0 version of Alex Jones almost. Mm, and, and so I find this, I, I'm going to reserve my vote until I hear other arguments because this one is like one of those sports matchups where you're like, I hope that the building blows up and nobody wins. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I, go Kelly. No, I was going to say, uh, probably from my interjections and what John was saying, it's probably going to be pretty clear that I'm going to vote for Alex Jones. I don't think anybody's going to change my mind here. I think <clears throat> Alex Jones is the Rush Limbaugh of conspiracy theories in the la- basically the last 10 to 15 years. Yeah, he promotes a lot of really weird stuff, but he also has people that believe in exactly what he says. He has boots on the ground behind him. He has become more of a clown in the last couple of years, but I think that the damage he's done in terms of opening the door to the mainstream of this idea that I question things that happen. Hey, I was there when the shootout happened in Texas, in Waco. Okay. I was there 20 years ago. I've always been on the side that's anti-government has stoked an idealism in this country that if you're just a little bit anti-intellectual and can question that the government's all powerful, you can say whatever you want, completely get away with it and stoke people's fear and anger up. And that type of opening to the door to our body politic is much more harmful than I think whatever uh, Taylor Green will be able to accomplish, even if she's a lifelong uh, Republican House member. So that's why I'm going to vote for Alex Jones. Plus, I mean, who doesn't like to listen to a guy ramble for 35 minutes about how, you know, frogs are gay. Yeah, make frog are, gays. Frog, yeah, frogs yeah. are gay. Yeah, they sure are. That's the thing. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene doesn't have like a TV cult following or a podcast or a, a TV show in the way that Alex Jones does. And he he's kind of horrifying. And and the longevity, like the fact that he's been what, what was the we were listening to Knowledge Fight the other day. It's like a podcast. Shout out to Knowledge Fights. So great. So great. I don't know if you guys listen to it, but it's like no. a it's like a review of whatever crazy things Alex Jones has said on his most recent um, what are you raising your hand? Did it's you raise insane your hand? it's the stuff he says is insane. it's crazy and so but, but like they were reviewing something from like 2003 it's almost 20 years ago it's almost 20 years ago and he's still around like hawking stuff like you know like he's got infomercials and, and anyway my vote is for Alex Jones what um what do you what do you think Kevin yeah I think um it remains to be seen what where what where this Marjorie Taylor Greene thing goes, but but Alex Jones has done so much harm already, and that harm is going to keep going. And she's she's part of the product of the harm that he's caused. So um, yeah, she, yeah, it, totally, it, totally. You know, yeah. in terms of longevity, whatever she does is partially attributable to him. Right, like there's no Marjorie so, Taylor Greene without the Alex. Yeah. Jones. Yeah. So I, 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 I got to go with Alex Jones. I mean, and, 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 and going back to a little bit of the like religious um, conspiracy theory stuff, he is part of the post fact religious right, even if he is not a reliable member of the religious right. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. 100%. So, no doubt. He, you know, actually, again, shout out to Knowledge Fight, which is a great podcast about Alex Jones and they, they like review his work, but, but he, um, they, they have an ongoing kind of like overtime segment where they're investigating at what point did he believe he was literally fighting the devil? 
which is <laughs> hilarious. But it's a real question because, yeah. like, actually, when did he start believe he was literally fighting the devil? And so far, we're in like the 2003 land, and we're pretty close. Damn. Wow. So That's yeah, amazing. amazing. Tyler, did you weigh in on this yet? Ooh, no, I did not. And I have, I've, I'm, I don't want to take up too much of our time. Um, I agree that Marjorie Taylor Greene is like a symptom of Alex Jones. And like, you know, also she's, for, but the, she's kind of a, you know, you got Linda Bobert, uh, Bobert, right? You got, you, Bobert, you, 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 Bobert, you, Lauren, you got, you, Lauren yeah, Lauren no. Bobert. Yeah, you got, you got, you got other these figures. So like, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I, we will see what happens. But Alex Jones, total fuckhead. Yo, I, before Alex Jones was a thing, when I was in high school, and let me just say that again. When I was in high school, when I was a child, I was into conspiracy theories and I watched this thing. Um, uh, one, of the, one of the things that broke Alex Jones onto the scene was um, his documentary on Bohemian Grove, which I totally yes. watched as a kid. Yeah. And yep. in some ways, like he, he is revealing that like all these people in power who are Democrats and Republicans all gather at the same, and corporations all gather at this place in Northern California, not too far from where I live every year. And they, it's a boys hey, club. Hey, 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 hey. Talk, talking to guys like on the side of it. Hey, who's what's going on in there? Are they yeah. eating babies in there? They're yeah, sacrificing yeah, exactly. people, aren't he they? And the guys like he gets his I way in. He gets his way in, and then they do some like opening ritual thing, and then he's like, "That's the thing." Is he's like, they're like worshiping some like owl deep demon thing or whatever. <laughs> and like, anyways, that's what. But he's been around for a minute, and like, you know, I was watching him unbeknownst, and then like years later, I was like, "Who's this motherfucker?" And I looked him up, and I was like, "Oh, it's that dude." I was like, "Good thing I didn't go down that path." So anyways, high school. And I was like, close one, close one, Tyler. Narrowly escaped. So, um, anyways, I'm going with Alex Jones. Oh, also, sorry. Also, he pushes all these like pills and shit on his site, and he makes a bunch oh, of money yeah. off that, which is like totally fucked up. Major yeah, fucking that's, that's where he gets his money. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's totally. how he monetizes his. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna vote for Alex Jones. The I think Newtown it's unanimous, stuff, right? Huh? Yeah, I think it's unanimous. The Newtown stuff is so fucking unconscionable to me. Like, I yeah. just yeah. want to say that again. It is. Yeah. yeah so fucking awful and i wish that we had better more creative ways of punishing behavior like that like we should literally bring back stockades and throwing tomatoes at people in public squares just for that like it is <laughs> it's, fucking it's, 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 it's borderline taking away free speech but i'm with you it is I'm with fucking you. Un- <laughs> shaming real we need hard. public there's, shaming somehow if we take but the constitutional line not sure if this works but i'd throw a tomato if i had the opportunity 100 <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. and and the other thing about the free speech thing is there's actual real harm happening to the families of newtown right. and so right. i don't think it like falls strictly under free speech because harm is being done to these families who've already been through enough so um, alright Alex Jones takes it uh, Alex Jones takes it All right. can, can I introduce can I introduce the next one with my joke yeah. please so, so we okay, have sure. we have Mike Lindell against Joseph McCarthy and the reason Joseph McCarthy wins because half of you just had to google who Mike Lindell is and you actually know him as the my pillow guy which is why we're going to move on, and it's Joseph McCarthy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. Maybe we can just. Wow. There we go. There we go. Is that is that a, is that a clean sweep for everyone? Voting for uh, yeah, McCarthy. Absolutely. Yep. All right. I, I was like, going to vote for like Mike Lindell. Mike, were, were you going to vote for Mike Lindell? You'd care to share? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm. A, I'm just gonna say that in terms of this one. 
Well, I believe that Joseph McCarthy's a total asshole. And I think that what he did was pretty unconscionable in the 50s. It was a socioeconomic global debate about how society should act at the time. And there absolutely were communists in the country that were acting to try to undermine the American government. That is okay. true. He took it to a whole level, ruined right. people's careers, ruined their lives. But in terms of whether or not that was a conspiracy theory, I think you got to pump the brakes a little bit on that, calling it a conspiracy theory. But um, I, I understand voting him forward. I'm still going to vote for so, Lindell. So again, we have a little bit of like maybe performance enhancing drugs to get under the bracket. Right, right. Maybe. Well, I don't know. I, but that's, I, just, I, that's just my opinion on how I view No, that makes sense. The, the I'll make a case McCarthy. for Joseph McCarthy when we get to the next matchup. How about that? Because I, I, I think that there's some other things about Joseph McCarthy that, like, in the way that it happened. But we can make all that right, case. That's when we fair. Get to the next okay. All right. So, so Joseph McCarthy takes it. All right. So now so we go we back. Going, we got we to gotta play out the rest the of the, the scientist bracket. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So we have Thomas Edison and Rachel Carson. Um, Rachel Carson takes it. Oh, so glad to hear you say that. Because now I get to be waiting for this, waiting for this. <laughs> Edison is a motherfucking hardcore capitalist who patented a bunch of his shit, unlike Nikola Tesla, who wanted to share it with everyone like a real fucking scientist. <laughs> Okay, and and so while he's responsible for a lot of things that are great, he's also, I would say, responsible for a lot of shitty things, which are things like locking us into the DC electrical grid and locking us into various forms of having to follow these things. Like, it's exactly, it's not a one-to-one comparison, but I think with Rachel Carson, we should make this comparison where it's like, the exploration of, of different forms of energy, that are cleaner energy, if not for a pattern that Edison was part of setting that locked in things like, oh, we're, we're, we're using, because this is what cars use, need oil and need gasoline, and that's what we're doing because this is the invention that has been patented and what we're using versus being able to work with that. We might be in a very different place. So I vote for Rachel Carson because I hate Thomas Edison. <laughs> hate is a strong word. I vote for <laughs> Rachel Carson because she's going to get us out of the mess that Thomas Edison helped create, which is going like to possibly destroy our planet. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm Carson on the, all the way on this. The, the lasting impression of, of basically being the figurehead of the new environmental movement is too important to ignore and uh, absolutely beats out Edison for the short term, short term game gains that we got in the early 20th century in the industrial revolution. So Carson all the way. Agreed. Yeah. Carson. Get out of here. All right. Sweet. 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 Tyler's all so right, happy. So, See that big grin on his so face. Yes. Our next two are uh, Grace Hopper and Katherine Johnson. Who's going to take the first? Hopper. I mean, Hopper, for sure. There's, I think there's no doubt about this one. The reason that we are having this Skype call and we're able to put up our podcast so that you can listen to it on your iPhone all has to do with high-level computer programming languages. So... Grace Hopper, thank you for providing us with the ability to produce this podcast. John, and you must have been so happy that there was two computer nerds to be duh. able to discuss. Yeah, you this got round. like guess each other. science nerd, math nerd, and then computer science programming nerd all the way. Hopper all the way. Yeah, but I, I agree with you. I think you have to give it to Hopper at this point subjectively. It's definitely... The impact's here. The impact's going to keep going in a much more important way. Hopper. 
Yeah, Hopper for me too. All right, so sweet. Agreed. So Grace Hopper advances. Um, we got we go ahead and just oh, should Carson we just do this Hopper. one yeah, on this side? Yeah, let's do let's just do let's do Rachel Carson and Grace Hopper. Let's just go uh, for it. Hopper for all of the things I just said. It's tough, right? It's tough. Well, I think that John would make the argument that sign that that probably things like this are might be what get us out of the situation. We're already Dines in it, which us. means we can't. You know, you can't go in the past. So the way to <clears throat> fix it is not hold everything back, but it's to charge forward. And one of the best ways to do that is going to be through digital technology, likely. So let's fucking go. Like something like a smart electrical grid. That would be nice. That will be programming. So plus a lot of hardware, whatever. But uh, yeah, Hopper, go baby. Ooh, what do you think, Kevin? This is a really tough one. Um, I I think I'm going to go with Hopper for uh, uh, essentially for the reasons that John uh, talked about. Um, yeah, this is a kind of an apples and oranges situation, which is where it gets hard. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I've got to go with I've got to go with unbalance. I've got to go with Hopper, which is to take away nothing from uh, from the importance of Carson and and more broadly. Definitely to take away nothing from the importance of like we. I don't. I don't actually think we can just like grow our way out of the environmental crisis, right? Like I don't necessarily think we can even invent our way out of it. Um, it's going to have to involve some simply like you got to stop doing that shit. Um, right. So with that with that caveat, I'm still voting for Grace Hopper. Really, really good point, Kevin. Um, uh, about the the combination of the two and you know that's the thing about carson and the beginning of the environmental movement that's so important is that it's supposed to be an adjustment adjustment on the way of your thought process how much we consume how much we use um and But because I went Space Club before, I probably have to do Hopper. I can't go back on my argument from the first round, which is why Hopper won, go just baby. because I have such a love in my heart for Carson in the environmental movement. Um, Hopper gets my vote. All right. Well, it sounds like Hopper takes it. But actually, Kelly, you changed my mind there at the end. I think it's like, you know, the, the shift in the transformation and how we live is going to be essential also for our future. So just to just to throw in a protest, but I am going to go with Carson on this one. But. Yeah, I go with Carson. That was a tough go one Carson for me. Too. That was a really tough one for me. But it looks like uh, it looks like Hopper takes it. All right, so we got Hopper against whoever wins the conspiracy bracket. Let's go. All right. So we got oh, Francis Galton versus. It ended up being uh, Inhofe, right? Yeah. Yes. That's right. Yep. Uh, Galton, eugenics, Nazis, etc. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> turns, out out fascism. Right <laughs> turns out fascism yeah. is uh, still the fucking pressing issue of the day so let's go uh yeah hard yeah hard for me to argue against galton on that point jordan did you ha- did you have a protest vote you wanted to throw in for inhoff i mean I, gosh it's so hard i mean if we're talking if we're talking about racism obviously galton um but at the same t- you know was was Francis Galton a politician? Did he have that kind of again? It goes. It's a question of power, right? I mean, it definitely his ideas have longevity, 
Um, yeah, we're talking about impact, right? Which doesn't necessarily have to be your impact, but the I- impact of your ideas. Right, right. Um, so, I, you know, to me, it's, uh, and, you know, if, if we're talking about racism specifically, uh, and we could also talk about like environmental racism and how people of color and people who are marginal um, are going to be disproportionately impacted by climate change as well, right? So, um, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's kind of a toss up for me. I think both of them are equally awful, and so I can go with group consensus on this one. To blame. How voting works. What about you, Kevin? <laughs> Galton. Galton. Okay, everybody's Galton. Uh, All right, so Galton. All right, the so the one? next, uh, Alex Jones and Joseph McCarthy. Okay, let me make my Joseph McCarthy case real quick here, okay? Because yeah. I know that probably nothing's going to change Kelly's mind, especially on this. But my case for Joseph McCarthy is twofold. One is that, like, the hysteria, not to say this is anything new, but in modern times, the hysteria that he was able to whip up and this, like, I think has really carried through the 21st century into the 21st century of like, there are these others, the, the, and like, so, um, patriotic, right. In the sense of like against Russia and like the outsider and that insider outsider division, I feel like really set the course. And then secondly, Kelly, not to say there weren't communists who were not trying to undermine the U S government. There certainly were, but his, he really led the charge in the full demonization of communist ideas. Right. And like, not just being like, oh, like this is like, they're trying to overtake, but that communism and is like an, is a fundamentally anti-American idea, which I would, I would say like, I mean, make America great again. People are talking about like one of the most socialist times in our country and what comes like socialism is just as distant from democracy as it is from communism. So I would, I would suggest that he threw us down the pace of really moving the country further right. Um, yeah. because of the way that he demonized communism in a way that a lot of people adopted. I, I would, I would jump, let me, can I jump in there, uh, Tyler? I, I feel like um, Kevin and I sort of talked about this. We were having this discussion. Um, I think a lot of people sort of uh, view, for understandable reasons, communism and socialism as sort of um, inherently linked with each other in a way that has prevented us from having conversations, robust, helpful conversations about something like um, uh, democratic socialism. And, and so like the, the ramifications of Joseph McCarthy's, um, anti-communist stance are actively preventing us from being able to have conversations now about something that could be incredibly helpful for helping us sort of like re rethink the overall political trajectory of our country as we're watching our, the current state of our democracy crumble. And, um, and so, you know, Alex Jones has, has he, caused a huge number of problems for us and does he continue to impact people in really unhelpful ways? Yes. But I think part of the reason that, you know, Alex Jones is able to rail about the Illuminati and communists are because of the the ideas, whether as Kelly said, sort of like legitimate or not, about about communism, because of the seeding that he did. And so I, I have to go with just McCarthy. So it sounds like maybe McCarthy. What do you think of? Yeah, I, I, 100% McCarthy on this one, actually, because um, I, I think uh, if we can say that Alex Jones was some, it, it, his influence is somehow um, part of what Marjorie Taylor Greene represents, they're both part of what McCarthy represents. Um, 
And so big government, no government. What's that? I'll just throw that out there. Big government, Joseph McCarthy, no government, Alex Jones. But like Alex Jones is stridently anti-communist in a in a in a paranoid way. That's that true. Is very McCarthyite. And so like his his view is is similar is actually really similar even if even if it doesn't really make sense <laughs> um and and i think like the paranoia about um anything that it remotely smacks of socialistic ideas is is part and parcel of the entire kind of right-wing fascist movement today mm. and and i i would put alex jones in that category even if he is this kind of like, even if he does have kind of some anti-government leanings, he's still a fascist. Yeah, the, uh, that's what they said in Germany, was that the only way to beat communism is to find out the fascism thing that's happened again. Really fun. Very true. Um, I vote for Alex Jones as a protest vote because I fucking hate Alex Jones. And I think that I don't use... Sure. <clears throat> like, I, I try and be very deliberate around my use of the word evil. I try not to use it except in very specific instances. And I think Alex Jones is straight up fucking. So I vote for him. But yeah, I agree with everything you guys said about Joseph McCarthy and yep. he, he should win. But I want to make sure that he won. And then I'm going to vote for Alex Jones. And then you're going to vote for Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so Joseph McCarthy takes it. So now we have Dalton and Joseph McCarthy. Eugenics. Yeah. Wins again. Nazis. Still eugenics. Eugenics wins again. Yeah. Still yeah. Eugenics. You just can't beat Nazis in, in this bracket. You just can't. Yeah. <laughs> in my mind. Yeah. It, yeah. In that situation, absolutely. I mean, that probably was the only person coming out of the top that I would have voted over Jones. Yeah. Is Galton. Definitely Galton. Oh, my God. What do you, what do you think, Kevin? Yeah. The one thing that I would say that makes me reconsider voting for Galton on this one is that most people are tacit racists and not eugenicists. Right. Um, and most people actually abhor like eugenic ideas. Um, but that's a true. lot of people, that's, that's a good point. That's many good point. people who, who, who would, si- who would sign on to the idea that eugenics are bad are against all of the policies that are against the movement that kind of the Galton sort of has fostered. He's a figurehead for it. Social Darwinism is still a thing for a lot of people. It's still a really legitimate thought process. Whether or not they know the term social Darwinism, they're actively practicing it in their heads, thinking that a certain aspect of society is just better because of how they were raised for a couple of years or how much money was made at a certain time or anything like that. But yeah, I'm with you, you, Kevin. Yeah, so um, that could go, and and that argument could take us either way, right? It could could take us toward, we, we, we should vote for Galton because his ideas have continued to have influence, even though people say they abhor them. Um, or the like negative impact of the McCarthyite paranoia about like having a society um, is is equally like causing the same problems. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think in the end, I go for Galton. 
Um, but I, 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 I would respect a vote for McCarthy. <laughs> well reasoned. What do you think, John? Oh, I, I Nazis. I, I vote that Nazis are bad. <laughs> Galton, he goes. Yes, yeah, so I vote for Galton. <laughs> Simple. What about you, Jordan? How about you? Uh, you know, I listening to Kevin's argument. Um, it's kind of, I guess, this is, yes, obviously Nazis are bad. Nobody's going to disagree with that, I hope. Um, but um, I really think that the, you know, I think, okay, when I think about like something like addressing systemic racism in our country, right? Um, a lot of that involves, to me at least, some form of democratic socialism and things like reparations and the idea that we can't work together in community in that way and be supportive of each other in that way is um, sort of part and parcel to our um, sort of the legacy of Joseph McCarthy and the relationship between communism and, and socialism in a lot of people's minds. So one of the one of the most helpful ways, I guess, of addressing what Galton has done or or what he's promulgated would would be to we can't go back in time and change it. I think that John said. So I feel like. Um, some of the best solutions that we have would be solutions that um, that Joseph McCarthy has sort of prevented us from even being able to discuss because they smack of socialism. And um, so I think my vote, um, because of that, in terms of like any kind of future projects for healing or restoration or anything like that, I think I have to vote Joseph McCarthy on this one. A good protest vote. It's yep. a really good protest yeah. vote. Yeah. All right. So it looks like Galton takes it. John John has limited time left. So let's uh, Galton and Hopper. Here we are. Lino, baby. All right. Here's my argument for Hopper. Uh, even Nazis have to communicate on iPhones. So if we're measuring by impact, <laughs> Hopper wins. <laughs> yeah. That's actually yeah. an amazing argument. And I think just yeah. because you said that, I'm hopping on board with you. Bam. I accept that. I also would like to add that in a time of COVID, when everyone was staying home, the George Floyd protest happened because someone filmed that shit on their phone, and then everyone knew about it because of the fucking internet, and therefore, Grace Hopper. Yep. Therefore, Grace Hopper. 100%. No doubt. You gotta vote Hopper. You gotta vote Hopper. Can't we can't it's have hard. somebody yeah. whose entire idealism supported Nazism and some of the worst crimes in the 20th century, not just from Nazis, but from other political regimes around the world. I'm super happy uh, a woman just won. Yeah, Jordan, let's go. Jordan, including Grace Hopper was was just a, a brilliant, brilliant move. You, that you was guys, Kevin. Kevin, oh, yeah. you guys win but so I think hard. Tyler seeded it. Tyler seated that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Tyler oh. made a suggestion. I just want to give you credit where credit's due. Everybody, you, you guys, yeah. I'm so happy about that. I am. Well, as the unofficial guardrails for this episode, good work, everyone. Jordan, what a great idea. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. This was Jordan, Kevin, thanks so much, guys. guys. Thank you so much. Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys Thanks for having it. us. Love we should it. do it again. This is super fun. Four Absolutely. minutes before the bar closes. Yeah, Let's nailed go, it. Baby. Almost hey, enough time to drink another beer. Listeners, comment, <laughs> comment, and let us know what other brackets you would like us to do. And uh, John, would you like to do the honors? Yeah, nerds win. Godspeed, everybody. Godspeed. <laughs> <laughs>